Chapter Eleven of Coffee and Repartee. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Coffee and Repartee by John Kendrick Bangs. Chapter Eleven. Do you believe, Mister White Choker? Said the idiot, taking his place at the table and holding his plate up to the light, apparently to see whether or not it was immaculate. Whereat the landlady sniffed contemptuously. Do you believe that the love of money is the root of all evil? "'I have always been of that impression,' returned Mr. White Choker pleasantly. "'In fact, I am sure of it,' he added. "'There is no evil thing in this world, sir, that cannot be traced back to a point where greed is found to be its mainspring and the source of its strength.' "'Then how do you reconcile this with the scriptural story of the forbidden fruit? Do you think the apples referred to were figures of speech, the true import of which—' was that Adam and Eve had their eyes on the original surplus? Well, of course, there you begin to, uh, you seem to me to be going back to the, er, the, uh, original root of all evil, prompted the idiot calmly. Precisely, returned Mr. Whitechoker with a sigh of relief. Mrs. Smithers, I think I'll have a dash of hot water in my coffee this morning. Then, with a nervous glance towards the idiot, he added, addressing the bibliomaniac i think it looks like rain referring to the coffee mr whitechoker queried the idiot not disposed to let go of his victim quite so easily ah i don't quite follow you replied the minister with some annoyance you said something looked like rain and i asked you if the thing you referred to was the coffee for i was disposed to agree with you said the idiot i am sure put in mrs smithers that a gentleman of Mr. Whitechoker's refinement would not make any such insinuation, sir. He is not the man to quarrel with what is set before him. I ask your pardon, madam, returned the idiot politely. I hope that I am not the man to quarrel with my food either. Indeed, I make it a rule to avoid unpleasantness of all sorts, particularly with the weakness under which category we find your coffee. I simply wish to know to what Mr. Whitechoker refers when he says it looks like rain. I mean, of course, said the minister, with as much calmness as he could command. And that was not much. I mean the day. The day looks as if it might be rainy. Anyone with a modicum of brain knows what you meant, Mr. Whitechoker, volunteered the schoolmaster. Certainly, observed the idiot, scraping the butter from his toast. But to those who have more than a modicum of brains, my reverend friend's remark was not entirely clear. If I am talking of cotton— and a gentleman chooses to state that it looks like snow, I know exactly what he means. He doesn't mean that the day looks like snow, however. He refers to the cotton. Mr. Whitechoker, talking about coffee, chooses to state that it looks like rain, which it undoubtedly does. I, realizing that, as Mrs. Smithers says, it is not the gentleman's habit to attack too violently the food which is set before him, manifest some surprise, and— giving the gentleman the benefit of the doubt afford him an opportunity to set himself right change the subject said the bibliomaniac curtly with pleasure answered the idiot filling his glass with cream we'll change the subject or the object or anything you choose we'll have another breakfast or another variety of biscuits frappe anything in short to keep peace at the table tell me mr pedagog he added is the use of the word it in the sentence, it looks like rain. Perfectly correct? I don't know why it is not, returned the schoolmaster uneasily. He was not at all desirous of parlaying with the idiot. 
and is it correct to suppose that it refers to the day is the day supposed to look like rain or do we simply use it to express a condition which confronts us it refers to the latter of course then the full text of mr whitechoker's remark is i suppose that the rainy condition of the atmosphere which confronts us looks like rain oh i suppose so sighed the schoolmaster wearily rather than an unnecessary sort of statement that continued the idiot it's something like asserting that a man looks like himself or as in the case of a child's primer see the cat yes i see the cat what is the cat the cat is a cat scat cat at even this mrs smithers smiled i don't agree with mr pedagog put in the bibliomaniac after a pause here the schoolmaster shook his head warningly at the bibliomaniac as if to indicate that he was not in good form so i observe remarked the idiot you have upset him completely see how mr pedagog trembles he added addressing the genial gentleman who occasionally imbibed i don't mean that way sneered the bibliomaniac bound to set mr whitechoker straight i mean that the word it as employed in that sentence stands for day the day looks like rain did you ever see a day queried the idiot certainly i have returned the bibliomaniac what does it look like was the calmly put question the bibliomaniac's impatience was here almost too great for safety and the manner in which his face colored aroused considerable interest in the breast of the doctor who was a good deal of a specialist in apoplexy was it a whole day you saw or only a half day persisted the idiot you may think you are very funny retorted the bibliomaniac i think you are now don't get angry returned the idiot there are two or three things i do not know and i'm anxious to learn i'd like to know how a day looks to one to whom it is a visible object if it is visible is it tangible and if so how does it feel the visible is always tangible asserted the schoolmaster recklessly how about a red-hot stove or a manifest indignation or a view from a mountain-top or as in the case of the young man in the novel who suddenly waked and looking anxiously about him saw no one returned the idiot imperturbably tut ejaculated the bibliomaniac if i had brains like yours i'd blow them out yes i think you would observed the idiot folding up his napkin you're just the man to do a thing like that i believe you'd blow out the gas in your bedroom if there wasn't a sign over it requesting you not to and filling his match-box from the landlady's mantle supply the idiot hurried from the room and soon after left the house End of chapter eleven